0: Today is the Feast of the Holy Family. The weekend between Christmas and New Year's has been this feast for a while. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. First of all, a number of people have family members who can come home at this time of the year. And so they can be here together for Mass. And secondly, this is that weekend when we hear some of those readings where you're going to want to jab the person sitting next to you. You know, things about what wives and husbands and children should do. And since we've eaten extra, hopefully it won't hurt as much because we have a few more pounds around there. So here's the deal, friends. This year, when you hear those passages suggesting what other people should do, how about if you listen to the ones that are directed to you? So husbands, listen to what the husbands are supposed to do, and wives, listen to what the wives are supposed to do, and children, listen to what the children are supposed to do, and let the other people worry about their parts. Okay? About 20 years ago, two high school friends and I decided to go see the movie Philadelphia on the spur of the moment. And there's an emotionally powerful scene about halfway through the movie when Tom Hanks' character plays a recording of Maria Callas singing the aria La Mama Morta for Denzel Washington's character. Hanks' character explains why he loves the song so much. Slowly dying of AIDS, he walks, trance-like, around the living room, trailing his IV bag on a pole. He points out the emotional nuances of the composition. Oh, that solo cello, he softly exclaims. He translates the next line as Callus sings it. It was during this sorrow that love came to me. And it was at that moment that I leaned over to my friends, Beth and Chris, in the movie theater and whispered, I just remembered that I was supposed to pick up my sister at church half an hour ago. Sadly, I've never seen the movie all the way through. In my family, thank God, nobody ever left anyone behind for three days without realizing it. Although I can remember a few incidents before I could drive when someone didn't come to pick me up at the end of an event. And besides the time I forgot to pick up Kathy, I can remember a time when I was a seminarian that I forgot to pick up one of my Paulus brothers. I think a lot of you know him, Paul Rosbond. Once, when I was on my annual retreat, my spiritual director asked me to pray with today's gospel passage. I struggled. Jesus was God, Mary was sinless, and Joseph was a saint. And yet, this gospel story tells us of when something seems to have gone terribly wrong. When Mary and Joseph find Jesus, Mary asks, Why have you done this to us? Jesus replies, Why were you looking for me? Joseph, as is always the case in the Bible, says nothing. Nobody apologizes. When things like this happen in our families, we're quick to point fingers and assign blame. But this, this is the holy family. If Mary and Jesus are sinless, what in the world are we supposed to make of their dialogue? Well, on that retreat, the Holy Spirit revealed that maybe I was being too hard on the other members of my own family. If Mary and Joseph, charged with the care of the Son of God, could accidentally lose track of him for three days, and if the 12-year-old Jesus, who was the ultimate embodiment of love, didn't tell his parents that he was planning to stay behind in the big city alone, perhaps some of the things we consider sinful aren't actually sins. Life is complicated, and sometimes things go wrong and people get hurt, even when nobody means to do anything wrong or hurtful. Why is it, when things aren't going right, we so often concentrate on past hurts and finding someone to blame? Why don't we roll with the punches and give our family members the benefit of the doubt about their motivations? I can't think of a better day of the church year to have a baby baptized than today, the feast of the Holy Family. Catherine and Christopher, you have pledged today to train Quinn Marie in the practice of the faith. In that pledge, you're promising to try to emulate Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, at least in some ways. But let this gospel passage remind you that even for this most saintly, most holy family, Traveling to church with extended family still was an occasion for problems, tensions, and anxieties. Just because Queen Marie is about to be baptized, it does not mean that God expects her to be a perfect child. And it doesn't mean that God expects you to be perfect parents. But because she is about to be knit into the body of Christ in an irrevocable way, we expect you to bring her up as a Christian disciple and that you'll model the proper behavior of Christian discipleship for her. In other words, we hope you'll be able to live out the advice of Sirach and Colossians, especially when things go wrong, as they're bound to go wrong from time to time. We hope that you can live out the first sentence of our Colossians passage today. Put on, as God's chosen ones, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if one has a grievance against another. As the Lord has forgiven you, so must you also do. Families are complicated. But life in general is complicated too. Hopefully... If we first encounter complexities surrounded by the compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and forgiveness of a loving family, we will be better prepared to handle the complexities of life out in the real world. On this Feast of the Holy Family, let's keep in mind some advice we usually offer on Marian feasts. We honor Mary and in this case, Joseph and Jesus too, for what they have in common with us. So rather than focusing on Jesus' divinity, Mary's sinlessness, and Joseph's saintliness, let's pay attention to the call we share with them to treat one another with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and forgiveness. The four most authoritative documents that the Church has produced in the last 140 years are the four dogmatic constitutions of Vatican II. One of them, called Gaudium et Spes, has an extended section on the family. It challenges us to view the family as the smallest unit of the church. The family is initially formed because of the love the parents have for one another. The various members of the family hopefully inspire one another to live lives of greater holiness, of greater discipleship. So, Quinn Marie, on behalf of everyone here at Blessed John the 23rd Parish, and on behalf of everyone in the Universal Church, I wish you a warm welcome to the family. We celebrate how God's love has created you and brought you here to us. We pledge our love to you, and we pledge to help you grow in discipleship. We thank you now for the love you will show to us and how you will challenge us to be better disciples, better members of this one body of Christ.